the Toronto Police Association, they tomorrow are going to uh, release an internal study that points to a few things, including low morale. But before we do, uh, I invite on the show with us Toronto Police Association uh, President Mike McCormick. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for having me. Hey, congratulations on being named the Grand Marshal of the St. Paddy's Day Parade a week from Sunday. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's an honor for me to be representing uh, uh, the St. Patrick's uh, Day Parade, and it's uh, it's great because my dad, uh, thirty uh, years ago, uh, was one of the architects in reconstituting the parade that was banned uh, for dubious reasons. For dubious reasons. What would those dubious reasons be? Oh, I don't know. Some about Irish people and parades back in the, those days, but. We're all past that, so uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to guess it's the Orangemen, who still sometimes <laughs> march, which as you an Irish uh, Catholic, that was like, what is going on in the city of Toronto? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, on St. Patrick's Day, the, the motto is there's no uh, room for politics and religion. It's uh, everybody's Irish. On all right. Good to know. Parade. And are you Irish yourself? Do you, the McCormick's sounds Scottish <laughs> to me. No, no, no. Uh, well, actually, my dad was uh, Mauritian and Irish. So he represents the Indian Ocean and uh, the Irish. So, yes, there is Irish in me. I don't know how that sounds, but uh, that's that's how it goes. I'll believe it. Yeah, everybody's a little bit Irish on St. Patty's Day. What are your duties as a Grand Marshal? Do you know? Yeah, it's 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 basically to ask, act as an ambassador uh, for the parade, uh, mm-hmm. for the community, uh, participate in some of the events, and uh, just build up some uh, as community goodwill mm-hmm. and, uh, again, be an advocate uh, for the Irish culture. So basically you have to don a silly looking uh, Guinness pint hat and serve green beer. There you go. And uh, maybe a little, some green shoes or walk around with a shillelagh or something Hey, like hey, 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 be careful. You're talking to a real Irish citizen on the line. We oh get a little gosh. touchy when you bring up that stuff. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, I, 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 I evidently kissed the Blarney Stone, so I've got that part covered. All right. Let's see how much you've kissed the, you know, how extensive that kiss with the Blarney Stone was, because we're going to get into the meat of why I wanted to have you on the phone. Tomorrow, the Toronto Police Association will release an internal study that points to low morale and a growing number of cops actually bailing on the force. Give us an idea of what's in that study, Mike. Well, again, you know, uh, we we uh, frequently go to our members and, and check to take the pulse. We we're dealing with our membership all the time. Uh, you know, it's, it's very important to us to, to gauge that. Look what's going on with public safety. Look what's happening to our police service. And we recently, uh, there's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of external pressures, and particularly with this transformational task force uh, that's come down. We're down 500 officers uh, in the last four years. We're going to go down in another 450. So we went out and we pulled and, and we we talked to our members about stress and it came back that, you know, they're obviously very stressed. Um, they're going from call to call. And, and you know, it, it's really interesting because even when we do the focus groups with our members, they feel like they love their job. They love being police officers. They're dedicated, but they can't do the job right. uh, the way that or serve the public the way they want. And they're very stressed about it. You know, I worked in a union situation once, and we did have to answer uh, questionnaires like this. It's very different, the public and private service, um, about your stress level. And right. I, I mean, I found it hard to gauge my stress level. Uh, unless I was asked about it, I didn't realize that I was stressed out. Right. Well, and, and again, you know, with us, when we look at the amount of police officers that are leaving, and, and part of the, the staggering figures were that, you know, in, in, in our last, uh, our previous to this uh, poll, which was in December, uh, 52% of our members would not recommend the Toronto Police Service uh, as an employer uh, to a friend or family. And the 52% also uh, of our members were looking or would actively look for employment in other services. 
So then uh, uh, when they did the transformational task force uh, implementation release in January, the mayor came out and said, well, he was asked about specifically about the morale crisis in the Toronto Police Service. And he said, well, you know, we're going out and educating. We're talking about the transformational task force. I don't think those numbers hold true. So we went back to the field last week and we re-polled our members on the same issues. And what we found is there was an 18% dip in morale. And in fact, that that number is now up around 68% uh, that feel that they have a severe morale crisis. So I, I don't know if the mayor and the police service board are really in touch with the people who are out there working for our communities. You know, when you talk about would you recommend the, the you know a job of the uh, Toronto Police Force to your friends and family, it's a little vague. Did they give reasons why they wouldn't, 52% of them? Yeah, there was all kinds of reasons, stress, uh, public perception, uh, uh, confidence in, in, the, in the employer. There was a lot of reasons around that. But, you know, given a, a historical job and, and, you know, it, it sounds kind of cliche because, uh, you know, you mentioned about, my, you know, some of my heritage being Irish and being a police officer. I'm a third generation police officer. And, and it, it's really interesting because when we find people like that and, you know, uh, many, many, there's many policing families on this job. And when you look at that nowadays, uh, people saying, well, I wouldn't recommend it to my kids or, or my family. It's very concerning. I read uh, in The Sun, Joe Warmington wrote a piece that, that said, you said that the service is bleeding to death. That's ex- it sounds extreme. Can you expand well, on that? Well, it is. Well, because and, and, what, what, when we start to lose people to other services and what we've seen is that, it, you know, now uh, people are. And, and again, you know, my concern is that the, the way that the service is going, we've got a bunch of people out there that want to do the job, that want to be police officers and they're getting burned out. So they're looking for other services to go to. And what we've seen is a huge, a dramatic increase in police officers going to other services. Are you talking about other forces? Other forces, yeah. Well, why would another police force want a burned-out cop? Well, it's not that the cops are burned out, but we're burning them out. So you're burning. Well, that's what I mean. Employees. If you're burnt out, no, but you're you're not. You're burning them out. So you we have, and these are not the burned-out police officers or p- police officers at the end of their careers. Or these are are people who are in the key demographic for the, our highest producing, best informed. So they're the eight to fifteen years. Mm. But they're saying there's no. There's no hope for promotion. There's no looking forward to the Toronto Police. You're not being treated well. So why wouldn't it's It's like any other employer. You mentioned the public and private. Mm. Your best and your brightest are going to look for the opportunities and work for the best people they can. And right now, Toronto Police Service is obviously not one of the best employers. What do you say to the people who say, you know, out with the old, in with the new? Who wants people who are unexcited to, to do their job? Well, again, it's not unexcited. Our police officers, and this was really something that was fascinating from the focus groups, is that no matter how much pressure these people were being put under and that they're bouncing from call to call, they're saying we still love and we want to serve our communities. But you're saying out with the old and with there is no new. And this is the problem mm. is that this so the transformational task force says in 2019, we're going to have this great new model of policing. But we're not going to hire and we're not going to have the staffing. So we've had a 10 percent decrease in staffing. But we still have the same workload. So but if people are being, uh, if people are leaving, then uh, you wouldn't have to deal with them cutting as many numbers, not hiring as yeah. many people. Well, there you go. But and the thing is, we're not hiring. Period. We're mm. down four, as I said, almost five hundred police officers over the last five years. We'll go down another four hundred fifty. But the workloads are remaining the same. So it's not that our employees. We have. I still think we have the best and the brightest in in the country working for us. It's not in the world. But my concern is that the service is burning them out. 
and not giving them the opportunity and not uh, allowing for any relief and stressing our officers out. And something has, uh, we're in a critical stage and something has to be done about it. What kind of hours are, is the typical cop working in the city of Toronto and uh, how much vacation time are they taking? Well, again, it varies. Uh, they, their vacation time varies on the years of service. It could be anything from two to six weeks. Are they taking their time. time off? Well, yeah, they, they get their vacation time off. But what we're having is the type of work that we do in policing is that, you know, there's no relief from it right now. You're going from call to call to call. There's no proactive time. There's no downtime. There's no time to decompress. So from the minute they get out in the cars, they're just uh, there's a backlog of calls. And again, when we talk about calls for service, it's not like they're dealing with shoplifters and little things that, they, you know, unfortunately, the nature of the job, you're dealing with a lot of people uh, that are in, it's the worst of circumstances, and it has a, a very, uh, you know, um, severe impact on you, and you need to decompress, you need to be able to deal with these situations, and again, that's all they're doing, there's no time for recovery, and, and we've seen a, a stark increase in uh, diseases like PTSD, uh, officer burnout, and again, it's something we're very concerned with. Mike, are we uh, talking about, and this is with no disrespect, gone are the days when we see cops having donuts and coffee? <laughs> well, I, ho- I hope not because I love a good cooler now. <laughs> who doesn't? But, who doesn't? But no, it's not about like having a donut and coffee in downtime. But what we've seen is that part of a police officer's uh, time was done and this whole notion that they're talking about community-based policing. We don't have the resources to do that. We don't have the resources to have uh, our officers because they're going from call to call. The community-based policing component is evaporating. And, you know, it's just, again, it, it's not about coffee and donuts. It's about how do you make sure you have the healthy police service? Because that's really important when we t- start talking about public safety and interactions with the public. You want to be dealing with an officer that's not stressed, uh, not burned out, because that'll have an impact on how. Yeah. We well, if I get pulled well. over by someone who's stressed out, it's not going to be a good situation. Exactly. Exactly. So we're, we're really concerned about it. And. You know, we, we've seen this increase and we, we're talking to the service and, and we need some action. We need to have some resolutions here. So are you saying the transformational task force is uh, a bit of a, a Band-Aid that makes politicians look good? Exactly. Exactly. It's nothing more than a cost-cutting exercise. And then what was, you know, my concern with it is, is that you eliminated, uh, you know, 10% of the workforce. And you said, okay, we're going to get somewhere in 2019. And my thing to, to the service is, okay, we're in 2017. What are you going to do right now? so that we can work within the, the context of what's happening in 2017. Yeah, you might have this utopian plan for 2019, but what are we doing today? And what would you like to see them do? I'd like to see them adequately staff so that they're not burning out the police officers, make the adjustments similar to what they did in New York, so that we can have the, the right amount of officers to do the community-based components, to do the reactive policing, uh, but do it in a proper, uh, effective way where you're not burning police officers and you're not... Uh, jeopardizing public safety. Well, we look forward to the uh, full internal study that will be released tomorrow. When are you releasing that to the public? Uh, Again, that's going to be to our members and stuff, and uh, that'll be released tomorrow. All right. Good to know. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, Have yourself a a good time and all the luck of the Irish to you on uh, St. Paddy's Day. I'm going to need it. Thank you. Cheers.